Today on the newscast, that maritime border deal between Israel and Lebanon that we've been telling you about now looks like it's about to be a done deal. We've got an update there, plus tensions between Israel and Russia rising once again. Get all the breaking details next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. Once again at TBN's New York City studio. We were here yesterday interviewing former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. We've got a brand new TBN one-hour special coming up that Secretary Pompeo will be a part of called Restoring America. Is it possible? You'll see on November 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on TBN. Mark your calendars for that one. In the meantime... Israel and Lebanon appear to be marking their calendars for an announcement that this maritime border deal, which really revolves around natural gas in the Mediterranean, an announcement that that will be official perhaps as soon as tomorrow, October 12th. Now, the deal looked like it was practically a done deal last week, and then Lebanon came back and made new demands. Israel said no way. The U.S. mediator, a guy by the name of Amos Hochstein, then intervened. Remember, Israel and Lebanon do not have diplomatic relations, so the United States is playing the role of mediator between the two sides. Hochstein seems to have gotten it to a point now where Lebanon says, okay, we're happy with this now. Today, October 10th, Israel's interim prime minister, Yair Lapid, is saying, it looks like this is a done deal. It's a good thing for Israel's security. Benny Gantz, the defense minister, says it's a good thing for both Israel and Lebanon. And yet, opposition leader Benjamin Netanyahu, as we told you on yesterday's newscast, he's been a very, very vocal critic of this deal. He has said that it is a capitulation to the terror group Hezbollah, which, of course, is based in Lebanon. More on that in a minute. Uh, and he says basically that the Iranian regime and Hezbollah are going to be the main beneficiaries of this deal. Now, why does he say that? Remember, Hezbollah is the most powerful force in Lebanon. Members of Hezbollah spread throughout the Lebanese parliament. And when you're talking about Hezbollah, folks, of course, you are talking about the Iranian regime, the master of Hezbollah. As part of this deal, and we don't have all the details yet, Lebanon will now be able to excavate natural gas out of the Mediterranean, and Israel apparently is giving up some of its maritime territory. It's adjusting its maritime border with Lebanon in order to enable Lebanon to excavate some of that natural gas, and the thought is that this will bolster the Lebanese economy also as part of this deal. Israel will apparently get some royalties from any gas that Lebanon is able to extract from the Mediterranean. Remember, Israel's Karish natural gas field, that's a big one right now, folks. It has not gone online yet, but Israel uh, allowed some tests to be conducted there over the weekend. So the Karish natural gas field, that's imminent. And you can tell that Lapid feels perhaps a sense of urgency here. Number one, because look, he may not be prime minister after November 1st. Remember, Israel has its fifth election in the past two and a half years, if you can believe that, coming up in just a few short weeks on November 1st. And Benjamin Netanyahu right now appears to be the front runner to once again 
become Israel's prime minister. So Lapid is moving fast here. And Netanyahu, by the way, has been critical of that point. He said, look, to Lapid, you're a caretaker prime minister. You're only an interim prime minister. This is a temporary government. Remember, folks, Lapid only became prime minister back in June 2022 after Naftali Bennett stepped aside and that government collapsed. So Lapid has an interim run here of four months and he's reaching the stretch run. And Netanyahu says, for such a massive decision, look, this deal that looks to be pending between Israel and Lebanon, people are calling it an, histor an historic agreement. Netanyahu says, look, you don't have uh, the, the credibility or the legitimacy as a government to strike such a major deal with such major implications for Israel, not only on the security front, but economically. So that's number one. That's one of the main sticking points as well on this deal. Yet Lapid wants to push it through because he knows he may have a short time. Uh, but secondly, remember, Israel and Europe, and we talked about this yesterday, and the prophetic implications of this natural gas issue. If you missed that, check it out here in our archives. While you're there, be sure to subscribe and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. But back in June, Israel and the European Union agreed to a deal where Israel will supply natural gas to Europe. Why is that so important? Well, Russia and Europe are obviously on the outs in a major way in the wake of the Ukraine invasion. Uh, Europe did receive some 40% of its energy, its oil and natural gas from Russia. That's out the window now, and Europe is looking for alternative sources of energy, and it's looking to Israel for natural gas. So there's urgency there as well. But the big question, again, is that if Lebanon is able to extract a good amount of natural gas, and this is what Netanyahu is saying, do the proceeds from that natural gas that the Lebanese government is able to attain, do they go back to Hezbollah and the Iranian regime? Do the Iranian regime and Hezbollah reap a financial windfall from any natural gas that Lebanon's government is able to excavate? That's a big question, and that is the big concern, and we may be about to find out. I will say that anytime Israel gives up unilaterally gives up territory with nothing in return. It never ends well for the Jewish state. Think of the Gaza disengagement in 2005. Think of the withdrawal from southern Lebanon in 2000. In this case, according to critics of this deal, including Netanyahu and former U.S. ambassador to Israel, David Friedman, it looks like, in their words, Israel's not getting much in return. Yet Lapid, Gantz, of course, and members of the government say, hey, this is a good thing. So the jury is out, and we are going to find out very soon, because apparently Lapid tomorrow, Wednesday, October 12th, is going to present the particulars of this deal uh, to the security cabinet, and it may go through very soon, perhaps by the end of this week. We will keep you posted on that here on the newscast. One last thing to mention before we go. I mentioned this at the top. Tensions growing once again between Russia and Israel. We've been documenting this for months. I've called it the unraveling of the Israel-Russia relationship. Now, right now, Russia is in the midst of a major onslaught against Ukraine, striking civilian infrastructure with missiles and drones. Uh, several civilians have reportedly been killed in Ukrainian cities. And this new strike from Russia, a major barrage ongoing right now, 
It comes in the wake of the bombing over the weekend of that bridge linking Crimea to Russia. And Russia says that Ukraine was behind that. And now Russia is responding in a very forceful way. Remember, we had the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipelines two weeks ago as well. So Russia's been taking it on the chin, to say the least. And now they are in the midst of this major barrage uh, against Ukraine. Well, Israel has come out and condemned Russia over this barrage. This is something you would not have seen under Naftali Bennett, certainly not under the Netanyahu government, I don't believe. But under Naftali Bennett, Israel almost played a neutral role. They played the middle between Ukraine and Russia. Uh, but Yair Lapid, who was foreign minister in that Bennett government, who even at that time was very critical of Bennett, uh, or I'm sorry, not of Bennett, but of Putin and of Russia, Lapid is now prime minister, remember, and he condemned Russia, issued a statement yesterday condemning Russia's actions in Ukraine. Israel also, a few weeks ago, condemned Russia's annexation of Ukrainian territory. So this was a major deal. Russia responded yesterday, and the Russian ambassador to Israel responded, and he said, where were you when Ukraine was attacking us? Why didn't you issue a statement then? So this was a major deal, and it's right now it's diplomatic, and we've documented this over the months uh, Russia condemning Israel over airstrikes in Syria, condemning Israel over Jerusalem, over the Golan Heights, over the Palestinian issue continuously, and things becoming more and more tense. There has not been, obviously, any direct military confrontation, but folks, as we close, that day may be coming down the road if the book of Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39 is any indication that latter days confederation that will come against Israel will be led by Russia. Iran will also be a part of it. We've talked about it many times here on the newscast. So I believe that the ground is being laid right now for that Ezekiel invasion. It may not be for a couple more years, who knows, but I think you'll continue to see this unraveling of ties between Israel and Russia. A lot going on. We appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much for being here today. Until tomorrow from the newscast, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.